You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, sisters. Welcome to our women's devotional this morning. My name is Grace Kia Aina, and I have the privilege of serving as a women's ministry leader in the Metro LA region. I'm really excited and grateful to be able to spend this time with you. You know, last week, Michelle Carrillo did a powerful lesson called Thoughts Become Us. And it was a challenging lesson that really called me to examine exactly what I allow to go through my brain and, you know, what I allow in my thoughts. And I just love Michelle because she is a thoughtful, spiritual woman who will take you on a deep dive in the Word of God and really help you to reflect on your life and your relationship with God. So today, I just want to take some time to be able to share my response, share some some more of my thoughts. So it's kind of like Thoughts Become Us Part 2. So before we start, please bow your heads and say a prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much just for your goodness, your love for us. Thank you so much for your word that really is an anchor for our souls, God. Thank you just for this opportunity to be able to um, dive into the scriptures, to be able to set our minds on you. God, and I just pray that you'd bless our time together so that um, it would really build our faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us to grow deeper in our relationship with you, to be able to have this time to slow down and take captive our thoughts, to make them obedient to you, to be able to live authentically and out of the overflow of our hearts, the overflow of our faith from the inside out. God, I pray that you would just bless our time together. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to start in Romans chapter 12 in verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to read it out of the NIV. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, I've been really um, taking time to reflect um, even putting into practice, you know, meditating on this passage of scripture um, since last week. And, you know, God really spoke to me through Michelle's lesson to make me stop and consider what it is that, you know, I'm really thinking about. You know, are my thoughts conforming to the world or do my thoughts align with what's in the scriptures? And this is important because as Michelle stated in one of her points, what we matter, what we think really matters to God. And I love the passage in Luke 21, 14, where it says, but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you would defend yourselves. And I don't think I ever read this verse in that way. 
um, to realize that we can decide beforehand not to worry, you know? And I love that about God because God is always empowering us, giving us uh, a chance to choose. And for me, you know, as many of you know, and those who know me, that I can struggle with insecure thoughts. And, um, you know, insecure thoughts like I'm not good enough or um, I don't know if I can do this, really doubting myself. And especially when it comes to speaking, um, especially when it comes to being, you know, doing these lessons in front of a camera without all of you being here with me as I was previously used to. Um, I can start doubting if I will have anything meaningful to say or if anyone want to listen. And I can really get myself worked up, you know, really stress out on trying to make everything perfect and impacting. But I want to share with you encouraging news that this time I decided I'm going to repent. I'm going to decide beforehand not to worry, not to give in to those negative thoughts and that you know, I decided beforehand, I'm going to really enjoy this process, that I'm going to embrace this opportunity to be able to share about God's power and what he's doing in my life. And just that alone, it was a total life shift for me. So thank you for being here. I can enjoy this time with you. But turn over with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. And um, here in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, Paul writes, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, reading this scripture, I was convicted at how much and how often I just nurture toxic negative thoughts. And these thoughts really keep me in a rut. And I didn't even realize it. You know, it's just so second nature to just let these thoughts go. And I realized from this scripture that you know, I re- first of all, I really need God's help. I need the divine power to demolish these strongholds. And, you know, it says that we, in verse 5, we demolish these arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That, you know, having these negative, worldly, toxic thoughts is serious because it's really in opposition to God's truth, to the knowledge of God. That, you know, these negative thoughts keep me from being able to really receive God's love, which then results in me, you know, be, not being able to share God's love. And so just to share some of my poisonous, destructive thoughts, um, it's not uncommon where, you know, I'm going out through my day. I forget something. I'm like, oh, you're so dumb or that's so stupid, Grace, or Ugh, you're so fat, you know, when I'm feeling like I'm struggling with my weight. Can't you get it together? Or who's going to want to listen to you? Why even try? Wow, that's pretty toxic, right? All those things that just 
quickly go through my mind. And I've really been praying for God to help me to really have my identity rooted in Jesus and that I would believe in God's truth more than those lies that go through my head. To believe God's truth that I am loved and that I have value to God just because of who I am, who God created me to be, not even because of anything that I do or my performance or anything like that, or my value is not dependent on whether people like me or not or approve of me or not. And um, I've really been, you know, praying to have a deeper conviction of what I say to myself. Um, you know, for midweek, Robert has been doing some really great Bible studies, you know, and, and teaching us about how we are made in the image of God. And so, you know, each one of us, we are made in the image of God. And so that just goes to show, you know, if, if we love God, if we're in awe of God, that we should respect and be in awe of each other. Um, how insulting and offensive it is to tear each other down with words or labels. And that includes myself. You know, loving God means loving myself in the right way, you know, uh, meaning being kind and extending grace to myself as I do to others. You know, not loving myself as far as just like indulging myself or ignoring other people for the sake of myself. That's selfish. But Mark 12, verse 30 and 31 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So just one practical that I'm finding to be really helpful. It's nothing new, but just to to share what's been helping me is to immediately be open, you know, about these toxic thoughts for share them with God, um, but also with, you know, other sisters who can help you spiritually, who can help you to hold on to the truth of God and not Satan's lies. You know, one of the things that um, I will share, I mean, it's embarrassing because it can seem petty, but you know, recently I was just really feeling discouraged about my weight because, you know, the new year, I've been really working hard at, you know, making healthy choices in my diet, cooking healthy uh, foods, um, working out and trying to really take care of myself. But, you know, when you're working hard at something and instead of getting better, it's actually getting worse. But that's like what I was feeling was happening. It's like, you know, I was just gaining more weight and you know, it was just really frustrating. It was discouraging. Um, you know, I was getting resentful of, of getting older because I feel like, you know, I couldn't do the, even the same kind of exercises, go running and all of that that I used to do when I was younger. Um, you know, I was feeling envious of younger fit women and, um, it was really starting to get a hold of me, you know, and it was making me feel depressed, making me feel just kind of more inward and caving into myself, um, you know, instead of thinking about others. And so, you know, here's where I'm so grateful for my sister friends. Um, I'm grateful that one of my soul sisters, she was getting open, you know, about her negative thoughts. And, you know, her being open, it really 
encouraged me to be open about what these struggles as well. Because again, I didn't really, it's still second nature. I, I thought, you know what? I should be open about this and to be honest about my thoughts and my temptations and my, um, sin and to ask for prayers. Um, see, so, you know, we see that we obviously need the word of God, right? As our spiritual weapons, but we also need each other to be able to hold on to these truths. First Corinthians 12, 21 clearly states that, that in the body of Christ, we need each other. We can't say, I don't need you. You know, example of another time, um, where I was really being down on myself and um, feeling bad about myself because I felt like I wasn't being as productive as I wanted to one week. Um, and I was sharing this with Michelle. And, you know, it was a rough week emotionally. Like I was, I remember I was trying to like process some past grief and feeling anxiety as well. And, you know, Michelle was just super gracious and loving and encouraging. And, you know, before I, we ended the call, she said, Grace, just be kind to yourself. And I thought, huh, that's a good point. You know, I was grateful for her gracious words and, you know, her making me feel God's love. But it did make me think, like, how do I treat myself? You know, why do I think it's okay to belittle myself? You know, I wouldn't say some of those things to my children. Definitely not. I don't want to discourage them or to other people. Um, and so I saw I need to stop, you know, with these negative thoughts. I needed to decide to stop being mean and unloving to myself. You know, I grew up, you know, just with this pressure of like high expectations, um, mostly my own. And I was used to just trying to motivate myself by criticism. So much so that it's hard to even accept a compliment. You know, it's uncomfortable to, to say, I am beautiful. I mean, I would totally, without any problem, say that to my children, you know, to say that to my girls. But I feel uncomfortable saying it to myself, um, or to say that, you know, I'm valued. I feel like I don't want to be proud. And yet, you know, when we really have the mind of Christ, I see that it's a false humility. It's a pretension that actually goes against the knowledge of God and who God created me to be. We should be, as I said before, quick to honor one another, to respect each other, to build each other up, because we are all made in the image of God. So what strongholds, sisters, do you need to demolish? You know, maybe you can relate with some of my insecurities or maybe your struggle is not loving yourself, but loving others um, or trusting others. You know, maybe you're one of those that um, can struggle with thinking, I don't need anyone. I can do this on my own. You know, I try trusting other people. It never works out. It's better if I just take care of it on my own. Um, or maybe you have thoughts of, you know, I can do this better than my coworker. Why is she in charge? You know, maybe you can struggle with this being in this critical mode or bitter. Or maybe you struggle with impatience. Like, I can't wait for God. You know, I need to just take things in my own hands, take care of things on my own now. Or maybe struggling with thoughts of God doesn't care about me. Why try? Or even the rut of I can't forgive. There's no way that I can forgive after this hurt, after I was hurt this way. 
You know, I found this quote. It says, life's greatest battles are fought within the silent chambers of our mind. You know, it's so true. It's like the greatest spiritual battle is right here in our minds. And I really hope that you can take some time to slow down and really take inventory, you know, of your thoughts. Like, what are the tapes that get played over and over in your mind? You know, are they faithful? Um, imagine if instead of those destructive thoughts, that you decided to focus on hopeful thoughts, trusting thoughts, loving thoughts. And if you would really just think that way every single day for seven days, how do you think that that would impact you? How do you think that that would impact those around you in your household? You know, how do we, I know that we want to demolish these strongholds. You know, once you are able to identify them, well, how do we get rid of them? How do we break them down, smash them so that we don't allow it into our minds? Well, the first point is to detox daily with God's word. You know, we really do need that detox to, to, you know, I think about a cleanse. You need to cleanse our mind with God's truth in scripture. And, you know, you can activate God's promises by repeating biblical affirmations and deciding to believe that instead of the worldly uh, toxic thinking. In um, Philippians 4.8, this is in the New Living Translation. Philippians 4.8, it says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Amen. And I wanted to share, you know, this is something that I've been working on, um, is really, you know, reading some Bible truths where you can uh, make these biblical affirmations. And this, I printed out, I found it online. It's a 20 IM daily devotionals for a Christian woman. But some of them are these affirmations, like, I am more than a conqueror. And that's in Romans 8, 37. Or I am created in the divine image and likeness of God. That's Genesis 1, 26. Or I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You can say it. Say it with me. I am beautiful. Because it says that in Psalm 139, 14. I am not my past failures. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. These are just some of the, you know, biblical affirmations. But, you know, I would encourage you to just take, even if it's like 10 minutes a day, you can even write it out on cards, but just really repeating that to yourself, meditating on it, and see how that goes in one week. See how different your week will be. Um, my second practical to demolishing these strongholds is to get open early and often. In First John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, it says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. 
If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. See, walking in the light, like that is something that I know that we hear often, but it's just a good reminder, you know, to to get open, not waiting until, you know, you full on sin, but getting open just about our thoughts, our thinking patterns or the ruts that we're in, getting open early and often. And this way, we share fellowship. You know, we don't feel so alone because that's what Satan wants is for us to feel like we're the only ones struggling with this and that we can feel defeated. But if we get open, we can get encouragement. And sisters, we truly are better together. And my last point is to focus up, to focus up on God and his eternal perspective. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verses 16 and 17, and I hope that this will be you know, a word of encouragement. I hope that this really encourages you if you feel like you've been struggling and you're just going through a difficult season right now. I hope that this scripture will encourage you. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16 and 17, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, honestly, these days, uh, there seems to be no shortage of bad news or just, you know, hard times. Um, of course, this ongoing pandemic, um, you know, still grieving losses, financial burdens. Um, I know some of you have family members that are going through health challenges, um, emotional pain. You know, whether it's the reality of battling depression or anxiety, uh, relational challenges, you know, um, say you're single and struggling to stay faithful and trust God's plan. Or maybe you're married and really facing some painful issues with your spouse, dealing with disappointment or rejection or feeling misunderstood at work. Or maybe it's just waiting you know, just waiting. And even that, you know, can can cause us despair. But if you feel like you are stuck in a pit and that nothing is going your way, I want you to be able to consider that this time of suffering can be an opportunity to really let God change the way that you think. You know, really let this be an opportunity to let God change the way you think. You know, when I think back to the past two years, um, it really was like probably the most challenging, darkest times, you know, of my Christian life, of my life. Um, and I'm so grateful for God by his grace 
and the sisters, my friends who help encourage me by speaking truth to me and not giving up. But I look back on it now and honestly, I never thought I could say this, but I would never trade it because by God's grace, I can look back now and see how he has grown me, you know, even through these times of just dark hurt and pain. And, you know, I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, when you're in it, it just feels awful. It stinks. Um, you know, I just felt like I wanted the pain to go away. Um, you can feel given to disillusionment or unbelief. And yet, with the encouragement of God, you know, I really believe that he has helped me to come out of that. Not that I'm totally healed, but I can see now, I can appreciate that I needed to go through those times of pain and suffering to help me to become a more forgiving person, to help me to become more vulnerable, more honest, um, to help me to become more loving. And it just is. I mean, there's no, I wish that there was a magic pill we could take to help us to persevere and have greater character or become more loving. But that's just not how life is when we're following Jesus, right? It's often the hard times that make us grow, not the easy times. In fact, when things start getting better, it's almost easy to forget God. But, you know, when we're faced with these setbacks or disappointments, really it's our perspective that makes all the difference. That we can choose to just focus on what's right in front of us and just how awful it is or allow that to make us mad or bitter or doubtful. Or we can choose to focus up, to focus and consider focus on God and consider what he may be doing to transform our minds, to transform our hearts so that we can experience greater growth, so that we can experience greater love. You know, I found this quote by Pete Scazzaro and he says, the degree of suffering you endure is very often directly proportional to the greatness to which God is calling you. Let me read that again. The degree of suffering you endure is very often directly proportional to the greatness to which God is calling you. Sisters, God is preparing you for something great. You know, your life is meant to have meaning and purpose. And the thing about God, He loves us so much. He is committed to helping us realize that purpose, to live out that meaning that he will allow us to go through those hard times, you know, those dark times, those painful times, so that we can learn to focus on him, focus on heaven, to realize that here on earth is not our home. Sisters, let's not waste our suffering where we don't learn anything. You know, instead that we can let the challenging times make us receive more of God's love. Because as we allow God to encourage us and love us, then in turn, we will be able to be a blessing to others. 
So in summary, how can we demolish these strongholds in our minds? One, detox our mind daily with God's word. Two, be open early and often. And three, focus up on God. And remember, he is doing a great work in you and through you. In closing, I'll share with you 2 Peter 3.18, where it says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. I love you, sisters. Thank you so much for listening and spending this time with me. I hope that something in the scriptures and this lesson has strengthened your faith in some way. Please be safe. Take care. And until next time. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.